Hello, and welcome to Device Meetings, weekly podcast from Tech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller, and with me today are editors Marion Webb and our UK-based reporter Barnaby Pickering. So I'll start with Barnaby. Barnaby, this week you wrote a market brief about the global arthroplasty and sports medicine devices market, which is based on our new med device tracker analyst report. What can you tell us about this market? So the key takeaway of the brief is that the market for arthroplasty and sports medicine devices is expected to grow fairly slowly with a compound annual growth rate of 1.9% from $5.7 billion in 2020 to $6.3 billion by 2025. The drivers for growth are an ever-aging population, improvements to the devices themselves, and an ever-increasing demand for more expensive but less invasive procedures. In terms of overall highlights, hip procedures are expected to exhibit the fastest growth at just over 5% per year. Conversely, devices aimed at knee surgeries are predicted a meagre 1.3% compound annual growth rate due to knee surgery becoming less and less preferable with improved alternatives available. All right, so you mentioned some of the growth drivers and some of the limitations. What else can you tell us about those? Sure. There are a number of growth drivers. I've already mentioned things like an aging population, improvements to devices, etc. But something that is driving procedure volume is lowered cost. As implants become cheaper, they become more affordable, so more people, quote-unquote, purchase them via surgery. This lowered cost per implant, however, at least in the medium term, is acting as a market limiter. As insurance firms and care providers merge, there's a downward pressure on cost meaning that revenues are pushed down. There's also been the huge limiter of COVID-19. Although things are now looking better, there was essentially a year where little to no team sport was played. This massively reduced demand built up as a result of injury and will take some years to return. All right. Well, thanks for that overview, Barnaby. That's fantastic. We'll also keep an eye out on your market intel coverage uh, based on the soon-to-come med device tracker analyst report about uh, continuous glucose monitors. So now over to you, Marian. You recently wrote a story on 3D printing technologies, and that was based on an expert panel from the virtually held Informa Market MD and M Biomed Digital Conference. What can you tell us about that event? Yes, Reed. So the most interesting part of this panel discussion, I would say, is that medical organizations using 3D printing technologies are positioning themselves to become medical device manufacturers themselves. So in this session, we heard from experts from the Mayo Clinic and the Veterans Health Administration, both of which have been early adopters of 3D printing technologies, and they described their journey from starting their research labs to where they are today and some of the plans moving forward. All right, so can you tell us more about how they're going to use this technology to advance medtech? Yes, so Dr. Beth Ripley, who is the director of the VHA 3D Printing Network, said that the VHA has been using additive technologies to create orthotics and prosthetics for veterans for years now. She gave the example of how this has been a real time saver for both the VA and patients as one of the major benefits here. She described how one patient who was fitted with a new 3D printed lower extremity prosthesis experienced some knee pain during his rehabilitation at home. And the veteran was able to receive a reprint of this prosthetic literally overnight thanks to the 3D printing technology. So the quick turnaround meant that 
the veteran didn't have to interrupt his rehab sessions at all, which of course is a major win for the patient's recovery and also for the clinic. So the Mayo Clinic, meanwhile, now has anatomic modeling laboratories at the clinic's campuses, not only in Minnesota, where they're headquartered, but also in Florida and Arizona. And they've produced more than 6,000 models since the program started back in 2006. And Sean Mc Alligott, who is the section head of medical device research and development at the Mayo Clinic, also outlined how they're using that technology for doing research, surgical planning, and also for educating doctors and patients. So those are some of the benefits. What are some of the challenges facing 3D printing? Yeah, so as Mr. McElligot put it, there is no easy button on 3D printing, suggesting that the technology is far from just hitting print and voila, there's your product. So there are many challenges from the materials that are being used to how they're being used and also being able to find experts in this area. But one of the biggest challenges remaining is building a quality management system, which Dr. Ripley said is ongoing at the Veterans Health Administration uh, 3D printing um, area. And the Mayo Clinic is also currently working with the FDA in the hopes to move from using the technology for research under the FDA's investigational device exemption to becoming a registered device manufacturer. Okay, well, thanks. That's uh, very interesting. I know you'll be following up on 3D printing technologies in an upcoming Market Intel series that is going to focus on the future of surgery. So we'll be looking to see what is being done with 3D uh, printing in surgery. So you can read all about Barnaby's piece on arthroscopy and Marion's look at the 3D printing technology right now at medtechinsight.com. Right now, we're also featuring a series of case studies, which is interviews with company executives about how they handled a particular regulatory problem related to medtech. And we have coverage of all the changes to Europe's IVD regulations. And of course, we have lots of news about financings for startup companies, M&A, and a whole lot more. Uh, one thing I'm working on right now is a piece about the ongoing struggle of iRhythm to secure adequate reimbursement for their remote cardiac monitoring system. That's an issue we've been following for a while, so look for that this week. You can follow us at Twitter at MedTech underscore Insight. I'm at MedTech Read with two E's. Marion is MedTech Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N, and Barnaby is MedTech Barney. Thanks and have a good week. Mm-hmm.